Welcome to the MI Hunting Podcast. On this episode, sit down again with my dad and a good long hunting buddy of his, and they talk about hunting and how it was back in the good old days. All right, again, welcome to the MI Hunting Podcast. So, this episode or this recording or this conversation happened the day after I had sat down with my dad. Uh, I think he really enjoyed uh, recording and, you know, basically just talking hunting and whatnot. So even before he even pulled on my driveway, he called me up again from, from my driveway and say, and, you know, suggested that we go over to a longtime friend of his, a longtime hunting friend of his, and... He just wanted to go over there and so we could basically kind of talk to him and get his perspective on hunting and get hunting stories. And so, and this is a gentleman that I had met. Let me go back actually. With him being such long, good friends with my dad, that he's known me since even before I can remember. But then I do remember a few years back, we went over there and uh, he's got quite the impressive collection of animals that he's harvested over the course of the year. Uh, he you know, harvest several, you know, Michigan animals, as well as kind of travel the country as well to go hunting. And he dives into that quite a bit in talking with him. The, actually, the conversation kind of took a different direction than what I initially uh, thought would, what we'd be talking about, where I thought we would kind of more or less be kind of telling stories and whatnot, where, you know, we certainly did have some stories and he, uh, he's got some really good ones, but he really starts to take the conversation kind of seriously uh, and kind of keeps circling back to where he's really concerned about the future of hunting, especially for the state of Michigan. You know, he's, you know, had quite a few years of hunting and have seen hunting across the country and how it's handled. And he necessarily doesn't agree with all the regulation changes and what he's seen has, um, you know, come to fruition over the years. Uh, really over the decades of being here in Michigan and he's he's worried about it he's worried about the future um, hunters of the state and throughout the course of the, or throughout the country I would imagine so and you'll you'll actually hear um, that I'm not going to do much talking during this just I really wanted to get his perspective without really much interruption you know there's certainly some counterpoints to some of the stuff that he brings up but I really wanted him to that express his opinion and his experience, you know, through his experiences, uh, and and really not really not interrupt that um, as he was talking. So you really won't hear me too much, um, but a lot of it will be you hear a lot of my dad again, and then as well as um, Bob as he explains, you know, how he sees things going. Um, again, he's got some pretty crazy stories. One of them is kind of unbelievable about uh, a mountain lion. So. So it's, but it's a pretty good one. So I hope you enjoy this and I hope that you, again, when he talks about some of the issues that he sees with, with the hunting these days, uh, take it with a grain of salt and really, t- you know, consider that it's coming from a man that's, you know, hunted for decades and has seen, uh, things change throughout his lifetime. So, so without further ado, let's dive into that conversation. All right. Can everyone hear? Okay. I can hear you. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. Well, First, I want to say thanks for putting on the headset and <laughs> feeling to be recorded and recorded, yeah. tortured. And oh, yeah, just as long as you don't ask me for the credit card number. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We'll get that. That's, that's good because I don't know it. So you're going to have to wait till the wife gets back here. 
<laughs> She's back. She's back. <laughs> he wants my credit card number. <laughs> yeah, then I'll trade it for your hunting spots then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on the deck. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it ain't like it used to be, is it? No, it's not. It used to be you could go out and make a few bucks trapping, and now nobody traps. There's no money in it. The hunting is poor. Everybody goes, everybody I know gets out of Dodge and goes someplace. Yeah. Kansas, Nebraska, South Dakota. Ohio. Ohio, Indiana. Any, any place seems to be better than here unless you own a lot of private land. Yeah. It's all changed. So, so you think it's getting worse then? Uh, the hunting is, yeah. I don't think they're doing a good job of regulating our deer herd at all. I don't, I don't understand their idea of shooting everything like they are. And I know guys have shot five or six does, and it's all legal. How are you going to have a, a herd if you shoot all the does? <laughs> Yeah. Everyone they shoot is going to, you know, usually have twin fawns. So you shoot 10, there goes 30 deer. Yeah. So the restriction on the horns, that was fine. But I think they're just going overboard with the doe permits. And I don't know. I, they'd have to explain it to me. Yeah, the reasoning. I don't. I don't shoot those, so I don't expect yeah. going. Yeah, like I say, I, I didn't even shoot a deer this year. Here in, I, used to be we could sit here in the winter time and see 12, 15 deer, just right here on the other side of the river. Yeah. And now it's something to, just to see one walk through there, where before. We'd see crossing the lake and stuff, and now we see more eagles than we do deer huh. uh, and ducks. <laughs> but no, it's uh, I feel sorry for the people coming up. Yeah, and the youth hunt. Some of that's I think it's they start them kids too early. I they, agree. They on don't that. understand the basics of hunting it's just sit in a tent with your game boy or whatever they have there play games so somebody says oh look here comes a deer coming in to eat you know they don't know how to get out and hunt or they don't know what it's like to kick the leaves back with your foot and sit down with your back to a tree and yeah. watch a ridge or hopefully find some scrapes and all they know is Dump a pile of apples. Yep. Sit over a field and daddy says, okay, pay attention. Here comes the deer. Yeah, that's too big for you. Let me shoot him. Yeah. But don't tell nobody. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of that happens too. That or you get the ones that they shoot some big old deer that's been. And they don't even know what they've shot. Right. No. They don't understand. Yeah, that's they that. don't understand a, what it's like to hunt. Right. Yeah, I've seen them where you see the pictures and yeah, some little kid with some 
Five like, years old, four years old. With a buck of a lifetime for Michigan. Yeah. Yep. Bigger than anything I ever shot. Yeah. And they don't even it don't doesn't, mean nothing. doesn't mean nothing They to didn't them. earn it. Yeah. That and their odds of being able to kill bucks like that for the rest of their life is God, yeah. right. very low. I was happy to get a spike horn or a four-point, a year-and-a-half-old buck. Yeah. I mean, like I talked to Ty yesterday, uh, it was different hunting when, when we started hunting. Yeah. You had to hunt hard. To and if get, you got that one chance and you blew it, you probably weren't going to get two chances. Right. That's right. You hunted hard to see a buck. <laughs> yeah, come at Thanksgiving was always to get together and every, we'd put on deer drives. Yeah. It was all neighbors and stuff. And it was more or less just getting out with neighbors. Then most of them didn't care whether they shot one or not, but at least we moved deer and yeah. and that. But uh, nowadays it's turn the heater up. I'm getting cold, you know. But uh, no, it's uh, it's all changing. I don't know. I can't say for the better. Time will tell. Yeah, it, it's you never know. Sometimes for decades, if what they did was good or bad. Yeah, they won't know. They for, won't know. Just like what was it? Uh, well, we don't have blue tongue here, but out South Dakota, I heard it was bad this year. Yeah, I heard it was too, but it seemed like at least for where in we're certain areas, yeah. yeah. But yeah. what they have before that here, that that uh, they they were trying to eradicate the deer in certain areas because they had the one disease, the CWD. Yeah, see, yeah. Yeah. You don't even hear about that. Yeah. What happened to it? I don't know. Like I said, they had CWD out west for. I remember it showing up in the 80s, and it was probably there before, and there's still deer out there, yeah. so it didn't kill all the deer. Yeah, just like the blue tongue. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Why Michigan gets singled out, I don't know. And like like I told you the other day, Wisconsin, you got to shoot a doe before you can shoot a buck. Yeah. But they also don't give out 10 permits for does. Uh, was it today, tomorrow starts private land? You can shoot does again with a rifle? No, that ended today. That ends, ends today? today? Yep. Okay. yep. They opened that up December 13th, and then it ran through today. Mm. So after today, everything should be over. Yep. Should be, yep. Oh. Yeah, because they used to have it to where they would have that late doe mm. firearm for just a weekend. Yeah. yeah. And then they opened it up for the last couple of weeks and then Yeah. Well, back in the 50s they had it the last 3 days of the season was open for does. Anybody didn't get their hadn't got a buck. Last 3 days you could shoot a doe. But that was way back in the 50s. Yeah. Maybe that was a good idea. But if a guy wants a doe, man, the easiest way to get one was archery. Yeah. If you just wanted meat, yeah. just go out and nowadays they just people just overdo it. Yeah, I don't I just, unless you got a big family to feed, why would you I mean I shot that buck, I'm done. Yeah. I may even use that, you know. Yeah, but you got a a pattern, you shoot one deer every ten years. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> He'd like to up that, but he can't. Yeah, he falls asleep a lot. <laughs> Getting old. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here talking to a guy that's got 105 mounts in his den, uh, two grizzlies, road kills, mostly. <laughs> yeah, uh, I 75. Three mountain goats, a uh, couple dal sheep, uh, caribou, elk, moose. Uh. And the deer all say like Peterbilt, you know, and stuff on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kenworth. <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah, mean. But you I'll, also got to remember, I've been hunting for 60 years. Yeah. Like Ty asked me, how long has it been since you killed that other deer? I said, that's five years. But the last deer I shot before that, I shot two bucks within 45 minutes. Of, and it, it just like. The yeah. thrill wasn't there. The fun wasn't, you know, mm. the excitement wasn't there. No. So this year I told Ty, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot a buck. So I shot a buck and he was more excited about it than I was. <laughs> I shot at one bang. It fell down. Yeah. It was over. Uh, look at it this way. You ain't got too many more years left. So if yeah, I know. I guess you shoot. go every five years, you ain't looking at about two or three deer, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you, you probably won't even be able to get in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. For a while there, just let the kids shoot at them. I don't, you know, yeah. Deer shot a lot of deer, so let them shoot a lot of deer. So yeah, like let them shoot the big box. Kids go out, but yeah, they didn't even uh, rifle hunt. No, they went out, but they used their bows, mm -hmm. and they each got a buck and they each got a doe. But that's including the youth hunt. But mm -hmm. uh, I still say they they're. At five years old, those kids just don't. No. They don't realize. That's too young. Yeah. It used to be what, 14? 14. Yeah, I think that's when Ty shot his first one. I wait yeah, he's about 14. With like, a rifle. With a rifle. Cause Archery was 12. Well, I think that's yeah. what they ought to do. Go back to, even if they lowered it to 12. I got a friend, he let his boy shoot one deer in the youth hunt. And he said, that's it, you're done. Well, I, I can hunt, you hunt till I'm 17. He said, no, you're done. If you want to hunt now, you you got to hunt. Hunt during the regular during season. regular season, yeah, we're not getting in this free free deer stuff. <laughs> so, but, uh, no, it's hard to say. Yeah. Ten years from now, we might not even have guns. Yeah. No, uh, if they can't get their guns, they'll get the bullets. Yep. <laughs> and there'll be all kind of new laws out. Somebody said something about you have to, all guns are going to be locked in the K, uh, safe. Yeah. And then the bullets. Mine's not. And the bullets. <laughs> yeah, mine. They're not. Mine not. But the kids and the grandkids, they know. Yeah, my kids knew. The early age when they were old enough to walk and that you don't touch these yep. yep you don't touch them only unless you got somebody here that's taking you out yeah but yeah it's you hear about them people that their kids grab a gun and because they weren't taught yeah times are changing yep so you gonna are you gonna go back to Saskatchewan again next year? And oh yeah, Manitoba too. Oh yeah, both of them. Yeah, because I won't hunt here no more probably. Yeah. When did yeah. you start going up to Canada, the hunt? 
1993. Okay. Yeah, somewhere. Well, that's first time I went was Alberta. Oh God, late 80s. Okay. And then I've been gone. Yeah, it's been 20, 25 years. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't always get something either. Yeah. No. So. I've been up there. I spent two weeks up there once. Never pulled a trigger. Seen deer. But I don't drive that far to shoot a 120-inch eight-point. Yeah. No. And he, sometimes he doesn't shoot the 300 yeah, pounds. sometimes I was the biggest deer of my life I didn't shoot. <laughs> that was this a big first box. deer up there yeah, I, I said wow man first deer first morning man come what, in three what? or four or five times back and oh, forth yeah. you know. i could have shot him all day long he kept coming back every hour or so and checking checking his scrapes and rubs and he was he, he was a big deer he figured he's he 300 he pounds 300 easy three 310 but he had a nice big rack Eleventh. I was watching the video, waiting for Bob to pull the trigger. Like, well, oh. well, why didn't you? I don't know. <laughs> I do not know. I had a crosshairs on him. I kept looking at him, and he had three brow tines over here and two over here. And I said, "Well, that's a deduction." And I, uh. oh man, he's only going to net in the one fifties. And I said, "Well, maybe I'll wait and see." Uh, he was a lot better than. Better than that. I mean, he he was tossing deer like those. <laughs> just pushing them out of the way. Pushing them out of the way. Yeah. They come up and they'd put their head down. Man, he just throw, literally throw them to the side. <laughs> and he never ran. He walked. And he just strutted in. And he was he was king of the roost. I had him at 50 yards broadside. And 70 yards broadside from first light till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I kept putting them crosshairs on him and saying, shoot him. Shoot him. <laughs> Should have said, if Shelby was here, he'd shoot him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I shot him the first time. <laughs> if I'd have hurt my back or something and got, <laughs> got angry. <laughs> but I, I let him go. <laughs> But yeah, that was he was twelve miles back in the bush by quad. He was way back in the middle of nowhere. And he was he was big. I don't even know where that tape is at. He's a big they, deer. They were gonna show it again at that new camp. My buddy brought it along. He he couldn't find it and I didn't give it to him until we got back here. I said, I've seen that thing thirty times. Every year you drag that out and show everybody and everybody goes, Wow, why didn't you shoot? <laughs> I got I just man, it gets old after two years, five years, but thirty years is getting a little bit much. But somewhere I got a tape of him. He's throwing 140 class bucks, man. He just tossing them around. Tossing them around, man. He just turns his head and just slings them. <laughs> I mean, he's. I got him with a two and a half, three and a half year old buck. And it looks like a doe and a fawn. <laughs> God, he he was big. He was the biggest deer I ever seen. 
I've shot them two, 271 and a lot of them in the 250, 255 range, live weight. But that guy was a bruiser. <laughs> yeah, everything changes. Yeah. Trapping changed, everything changed. Yeah. Used to make good money. I mean, Bob's a good to. trapper. I just hobby trap, but Bob. Yeah. I used to quit my job to go trapping, and I'd find another one in the spring. <laughs> yeah. Of course, your dad trapped it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Your brother. And Your brother ran, what, a 100-mile meat line, didn't he? Oh, yeah, you know? every bit of that. Well, I used to go from here to uh, 3C Seabridge up in Manistee River, clear up through past Cal Fife Lake, Upper Sharon. I trapped clear up there. That's That was a long line. Yeah. Leaving early in the morning and get back here supper time, you know, and just... But gas was 59 cents a gallon. Yeah. Now they're talking $4 coming up here this yeah, year by Memorial are. Day. Yeah. So that's. Especially when, you know, I mean, back when rats were 4 or $5 a piece, uh, fox were 65. Muskrats were 8. Muskrats were 8. 8 so. at their peak. Mink were 75. Yeah. Fox, fox 60. Were 65. Well, see, we got more because sell them through dad. Now we had uh, Italian buyers would come right to the house from Italy. And, and we used to get, uh, we'd get whatever dad got. We'd just run ours first with him. But we used to get uh, Red Fox. We got 75, 80 bucks. Coon was 50. Muskrats was eight something. Yeah. But that was, that was good money. Yeah, it was real good money. Yeah, you can do all right. Now, I don't even know where I could even go catch a muskrat, let alone get a hundred. Mm -hmm. Used to be, you know, you catch four to six muskrats on your mink lines. That paid paid your gas. Yeah, and those guys down Saginaw, oh, that, that marsh. Big, big marsh down there, oh. they catch thousands of rats. Yeah. Uh -huh. They set their traps. They run them twice, twice a day. They run them at daylight, and then they run them at midnight. Midnight, and then they run them six hours later or seven hours. But yeah, they they get a hundred a day. Yeah. But you know, then that drops off. Yeah. Yeah, cause yeah, you don't get a hundred every day. You go out, and then all of a sudden it gets cold. It freezes over. You're done. Yeah. Draw back to everything. Back in the 75s, early 80s. Yeah. You guy could make money. Yep. I should pay the taxes and buy a snowmobile. <laughs> yep. Now you can't even buy a plastic sled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're a hundred bucks there. Blaine's, the, the bigger ones. Yeah, 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 I just seen it in the flyer. Ninety nine, ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, for a plastic sled. Yeah, the big ones. Yeah. For, and you can buy a cheaper one, a little thin plastic and smaller. It was 40 bucks, but that great big heavy one was ninety nine, ninety nine. Fill that full of perch and you'd be all set. 
Yeah. I pity you, Ty. Ten years from now. Yeah, you might be the last of the generation of hunters, Ty. That's Keep right. going out to South Dakota. And, and then everything you know, changes. Yeah. And we used to go out there, license 100 bucks, as long as we stayed on the reservation, no problem. Now it's $400, $500 for the license, and you got to have an Indian guide because they're poor on the reservation, and their average annual income was $5,200 wow. a few years ago. Yeah. So now they make you have an Indian guide. And you don't pay them till you're done hunting. Otherwise, the next morning, you won't they, find you them. Ain't gonna, they don't come to the motel room. <laughs> 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 yeah. They went out and partied, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, I tell Ty, when the prices of fur were up, we had a lot of partridge. and Yeah. Partridge everywhere. I tell Ty, there's partridge. You go, oh, there's an old apple tree walk over there. Partridge, get up. There's an old... Blackberry patch. Oh, blackberries is really good. Yeah, go in there, put the dogs in there, shoot, shoot a bunch of partridge. I've seen two partridge all fall yeah. here. One was in the road, and I had to come to a complete stop, or I'd have killed him, and he'd have been probably the last one around here. Yeah. It's just like our snowshoe rabbits. When we hunted them, they were here. Yeah. Everybody quit hunting them. They died off. Yep. Yep. Got Seemed bees like, or starved out or something. Or some, I don't know what it was. Places where we used to go, there ain't a rabbit track to be seen. Yep. You want a snowshoe rabbit now, you have to go to UP, I guess. Yeah. There's got to be some pockets around, but yeah. not like it used to be. I used to get them right around here. Yeah, especially if the snow went away or... The snow oh, was late. They were that, white. That first snow in the fall, and then melt and go away, and it was like white uh, paper plates going through the woods. <laughs> yeah. <snow> running. <laughs> yeah. You see white, you might as well start shooting. <laughs> yeah. Big old ears, black-tipped ears. Yeah. The, the eye Big gives eye. them away. Yeah. And the black eye, yep. <laughs> no, you're in. I don't know what your future holds, but I think we had to prime. We had to prime. We sure did. Mm-hmm. Now it's, I have no idea. I don't know. Unless you, like I say, got access to some private property and put in food plots. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, they say, you know, no baiting, but I know, I know. 80% of the people are baiting. Yeah, we saw a lot of it at Blaine's, man. Oh, buying bait? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all the, gas, all the gas stations still have yeah, they still, sugar bleeds. And they can in here, John. They come in every week and resupply them. Yeah. And what's the guy at Bear Lake? That guy sells tons yeah. of sugar beets. Yep. Yeah, that's... But I guess if you own your own land and you want to bait, I guess that's that's up t- totally yeah. up to you. Yeah. But then again, it hurts a the guy that doesn't have the property. Yep. 
Yeah, you got to have some place to hunt now, or you have to be a very savvy hunter and to know. And that's, like you said, the generation that's hunting now don't know. Don't know. So if they don't have a food plot or a bay pile, they're they, not going to see lost. it. They're, they they don't know lost. what to do. And where do I go? Where do I hunt? They don't know anything about the wind, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Or why a buck beds here and not bed over here and Yeah. And you go set up and then somebody comes walking through there and chases him out and he goes the opposite direction. Yep. So you gotta have a lot of luck in it too. <laughs> yeah. But if it used to be if you didn't have your buck by the third day, man, odds were you weren't gonna Yeah. Get one. Yeah. As I say we usually Thanksgiving weekend is when I shot most of my deer when we did the the drives, deer drives. Yep. Uh, and it didn't matter whether I was a sitter or a walker. If you know what you're doing, you oh, nice and easy. Nice and easy and slow. Guys, don't run through here. <laughs> Hunt through here. Yep. Stop. Listen. You ain't going to be like a caterpillar and go real slow, but just... Just move quietly. Sneak through. Yeah. Go through like you were sneaking through the deer. And then, and the deer know the you're there. And they go, oh, it's 3 o'clock. Well, we got to go get in our deer blind. They come in and eat at 4 at the apple pile. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. Yeah, we talked about that about yesterday, too, about... A lot of people are losing their woodsmanship and yeah. understanding the outdoors. They don't know. It's, it's gone. Yeah. I told them about Vernon Bailey's probably the best tracker, tracker. i ever seen. Yeah. He understood the habit the habit of the whitetail. And well, their habit doesn't change, and they learned it from their dad. Yeah. And they when they cross this, this particular spot, usually... They cross there year after year, yeah. even if they get shot. The rest still, of the deer yep. still cross, cross at this spot. Yep. I mean, they had a Goodemus Road. There was a pine tree that said, you stand here and don't move till somebody comes back and gets you. But you stay right here at this tree. Keep your eyes and ears open. Yeah, and then they would go out. And, yeah, and then normally they were right. Yep. They also needed snow like everybody else yeah. because there's too many guys in the woods and sometimes they don't get a chance to cross there. Somebody gets in between them. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. But they hunted. Yeah. They hunted. It's like camp says any 12-year-old can sit over a pile of apples and shoot a spike horn or a four-point. Yep. You just got to sit there. Yep. Sooner, Sooner or later, later. That buck's going to come in there. Yep. And like he said, any 12-year-old can sit there and shoot a shoot a buck. But to get out and hunt, different story. Yep. That's why I've been getting my buck kicked every year out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually it's, and it's, you know, the same deer or Creatures of habit. You find a spot where they cross. Yeah. And you get guys out walking around and 
bat. Getting them up and moving them. If you got the patience to sit there. He'll come. That's just like down at the the bluffs every year. You put Ashley on that one side where they always jump off the side of the bluff and I don't think there's been a time she sat there and hasn't seen deer. No, I when I hit that little cedar grove, there I know that's their last stance before they take off across that sand blow. Mm. Yeah, most of the time they miss them. I mean, we kill. I've killed, Ty killed one up there, and I've killed some bucks up there, but most of the time they miss them. <laughs> well, yeah, it's hard to shoot most a running guys. deer. Exactly. Most of them don't shoot their rifle till a day or two before the season. Right. And then they only shoot it once or twice. Yep. Like I said, zero it in so you know it's shooting straight. And then I just stand there and freehand. And then, because that's, you know, I don't always have a, I don't carry shooting sticks and stuff. Yeah. When you're walking, it's just one more thing to carry, but you got to be able to shoot. Yeah. Better, you got to be able to pick up the target quick and keep the gun yeah. moving. and Don't get scoped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Learn that the hard way. <laughs> yep. I got scoped shooting the mountain goat because he was. I had to lay on my back and shoot like this, laying on the ground. That's how I was shooting up. And boy, I got myself good. I kept shooting, though. <laughs> Wipe the blood out of your eye and keep shooting. Yeah, I did, and I got it again, too. It got me twice, but I got that goat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the guy just kept saying, ooh, you're close, you're close. You're shooting behind of him. Aim a little higher. Well, I only got one eye left. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't switch to my left hand that quick. You, oh, God, that blood keeps running in there, and then you finally, okay, <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> yeah, i seen Jim Shockey. He got scoped. On, I, you see him on TV all the time. Yeah. It's going to happen sooner or later. <laughs> it's going to be 10, 15 years from now. I don't know what to tell you. I hope it's better. Yeah. Remember how everybody, the big thing was go to UP, cross the bridge. Yep. And you might only see four or five deer, but one of them will be a buck, and it's usually a big one because they're the ones that survived the yep. bad winter. Yep. But now people don't do that no more. No. Used to be you had to go up there in bad weather to get them up and moving because those old boys could take the weather. Well, yeah, that's how they got big. And, and you needed bad weather to bring them down out of the north, just like runway. Was it Marquette? They all come down. Yep. And all of a sudden, you know, one week there's a lot of deer, and the next week you they're can't done. Even find yeah. The They've moved on. Down. down. Yeah. Wow. You sit on those runways. If you hit it right, you get ten or fifteen box you see yep. but when it's done or if you get there too early before they start down you just sit there and look <laughs> at the chickadees yeah no. now with the wolves up there i just heard the biologists say there's 590 wolves in the up yeah and they eat one deer a week yep now now figure that one out 
Yeah. Then how many that's gonna be? Then the bear. They have their share of the fawns. They get the fawns. Yep. That's why I told Ty. Well, who's we, got the picture of? Someone's got a picture of a red fox with a fawn, and the doe standing there about twenty feet away, looking at it, and the fox has got the fawn. I mean, she just had it. It's just a wee guy. Yeah, just a. Yeah, and they got a got a, they got a picture of it. It's huh. standing there looking at the red fox, and he killed you know so. Yeah. A lot of predators, man. Yeah. Wasn't it in Alaska? I think I don't know if it still is. You, if you're caribou hunting or moose hunting, and you see a bear, shoot it. Predation of the black bear and the on the newborns. Oh yeah, yep. They get their fair share. <laughs> That's what's going to happen here. <laughs> All these bear yeah. never been shot at. Yeah, they just look at you. Yeah, you can't even run them off. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's going to be a like <laughs> you said. It's going to be a few years before they realize realize. Well, that didn't work. Yeah. And then you gotta have recovery time, so. Uh -huh. So. And hopefully the disease doesn't hit. Uh, what the, that CW, yeah, CWD or whatever, chronic yeah. waste. Yep. But they have that out west with the blue tongue, and they still got deer. Yep. Mother Nature usually takes care of herself, one way or the other. Yeah. Well, we don't have a. Reason for them to come and eliminate our herd because we ain't got that many. <laughs> <laughs> Get one or two, and oh boy, <laughs> it's making a lot of guys go hunt out of state. Yeah, if they're gonna spend the money, you know, they might as well get a deer. Yeah, go have fun. Yeah, get one or not. Just going out, like say South Dakota. My God, we. The ranchers, you know, you want to shoot prairie dogs? Have at it. God, we used to, you know, we'd shoot at them and coyotes shoot them. They didn't care. They preferred you to shoot them. Yeah, yeah it was really, it was pretty eye-opening being out there because, yeah, there's just, I mean, we were out there, we saw whitetail, mule deer, there were elk yep. out there. Antelope. Antelope. Yep. Buffalo. Well, Bighorn sheep, mountain goat. That the elk came from South Dakota. Yeah. 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 And then all of a sudden, Indians got to squabbling, and now you don't even they don't the elk just run wild. They used to keep them, try to keep them on the reservation. Mm -hmm. Now. Some of their elk are clear over in Nebraska because yeah. they had guys, Indians there, that that was their job to keep an eye on the elk. And they had a couple guys that would take care of the buffalo. And uh, now they got a casino. Mm -hmm. They don't care less about They should only shoot four elk a year for non-Indian and they they would have a drawing and uh, yeah we had we had a lot of good times out there and a lot of 
lot of nice Indians, and some of them, yeah, they yeah. just yeah weren't gonna make it. <laughs> but you got no money. I mean, we stuck them. That's why they call it the Badlands. There ain't nothing there good. Yeah, and we yeah. stuck them there. You can't farm it. Yeah, a little bit of ranching. But the Indians weren't ranchers, nope. so they were lost. We shot all the buffalo. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. And then we'd go there, and they'd put in a subdivision. You know, road would go in, cul-de-sac, circle, come out, and there'd be six, eight, ten houses. You come back there the next year, plywood over the windows because they busted the windows. Two or three cars in the back sitting on cement blocks. And then you'd have one house or two, got a yard, they mow it, it's clean, but the rest of them, yeah, that's uh, they wait to form to build them another one. Yeah, that's a, that's a bad part of uh, socialized welfare. Yeah, because yeah, they get their Indian money every yeah. month. Yeah, you always tell this truck, bed the pickups full of. Full of Indians going to town. <laughs> yeah. You know what day it is. Yeah. Payday. Payday. <laughs> well, we ran into them out in the prairie. Out there where they do, they get their um, their visions. You know, they go yep. out there for four days. They don't drink, eat, or anything. They sit in them little wiki-ups and that. And, and uh, I've seen them. The wiki ups and stuff. I never seen anybody in them, but uh, they still do it. Yeah. Because I, they were telling me about them, and I was. They don't like you to joke about it, but they said, you know, you know, you got to, you know, you'll get a vision. And I said, yeah, I'd have one by the second day, <laughs> a Big Mac and fries, <laughs> and a Coke. <laughs> I ain't got to be here for four days without eating to have a vision. <laughs> yeah. and that didn't go over too good. <laughs> like I say, everything comes to an end. Went from a hundred dollars up to five hundred dollars, and for licenses, and used to be prairie dogs were ten. That went to ninety. Pheasant went from forty or fifty dollars up to a hundred. Yeah. Everything changes. How much change have you seen hunting up in Canada? None. That, that stayed about the same? Yeah. It's, you're still in the well. We go it's from right here to where we hunt. It's 1,300 miles. Yeah. And it's in, you're lucky there for years. We didn't even have phone service. And it's, it's yeah, it's totally, it's, you're in the bush. And they have a... Uh, they're little, that's usually, it's just, a, you know, a stick-built house. There ain't no big fancy log cabin and a chef or anything like that. It's just, they'll have some woman that cooks at a logging camp will be in there, and she'll cook where we go. They take, uh, he gets 24 licenses for non-Canadian. He takes six a week for four weeks. And... uh that's it. That's the only people you see. I mean, you sit there all day. You might hear a shot, but you don't see nobody. And if you usually hear a shot, it's usually your. They take you out in pairs, 
it's usually the guy, especially yeah. if there's no, when it's, you know, zero, no wind, you can hear a gunshot long, long ways. Well, you hear one, yeah, well, that's got to be so-and-so, because, yeah, normally, I mean, it's, it's, like I say, that much one spot I had was 12 miles back in, and, and then all of a sudden, like I say, everything comes to an end, and then one year, Beaver flooded everything. You couldn't get back in there no more. We went in and on a quad. We tried a quad. I was standing on the seat because you don't want to get wet. You're in there all day. You don't want wet feet. No, you freeze to death. Oh, God, yeah. It was, I said, man, it, it ain't worth it. They wrapped me up in plastic one time and put a bale of straw on a sled and pulled me in that way in. <laughs> hey, I mean, I, I mean, mud, black mud, and we had to cross the Beaver Dam, and I'm sitting on a bale of hay, alfalfa, <laughs> wrapped in plastic. Everybody was laughing, <laughs> but I got back in there. But <laughs> I says, "Can't you guys trap these beaver out?" <laughs> no, that's. Too much work to go back in there 12 miles when they can catch all they want right off the roads. Yeah. No more hunting there. But no, Canada hasn't changed anything. They, most of the people are nice. You get the few that they don't like Americans. They like our money, but they don't like us. So be it. Yeah. Most of it don't matter because you're sitting there by yourself for eight hours a day. You don't see nobody. We come in, we eat, we go to bed. They mostly they got a standing rule. You start drinking, your hunt is over. If they come in there at noontime to check on you, they always come in at noon in case you shot something in the morning to get you and the deer out and they see empty beer cans or something, you're done. Mm. You're, let's go. Get your gun. You're going in. There's no drinking and hunting and that i respect them for yeah yep. they say once you get back in camp and after supper if you want to have a drink yeah but uh most of them after supper man you get in them cabins and they got wood heat yes oh man i'm out like a light <laughs> yep <laughs> i pity you ty i don't know what to tell you what it's gonna be you might have a gun now, and five years from now, you might have to go go into the sheriff's office or someplace, and they'll take it out of their gun locker, and here, sign out your yeah. own gun and bring it back, and they'll lock it up for you. Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm pretty sure they're going to get enough kickback to where... Cause uh, I would hope so. Because I know I've heard where the cell, where the... Uh, Supreme Court's hearing cases on some of the gun laws and they're... Well, they're, they're, they're trying to, like, to sue the gun makers and everything. Yeah. Yep, trying to go after the gun makers. Yeah, like for making said, the going, gun. And going after the ammo, making it so expensive. Yeah, but why would buy. why can you sue Smiths and Weathens because somebody took a pistol and shot four or five people? Yeah. yeah. It's Let's sue Ford, Chevy, Dodge. More people are killed with cars than there are yeah. the guns. Let's sue them. Yep. 
Let's all go back to riding horses then. No, you're in for changes, but I don't know whether it's going to be good or bad. Yeah. All thing you can do is just wait and see. Unless you get somebody in there that, like I say, none of our presidents or even vice presidents hunt. They used to. Yeah. But not anymore. I wish you luck. Your dad and I ain't got to worry about it. No. Yep. Another yeah. 10 years, and I might be doing all my hunting out of this chair with that window up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I might have a bait pile out there <laughs> if I can stay awake. <laughs> I have to get an alarm that goes off, a camera, and beeps, yeah. you know? <laughs> Beep. Driveway marker or something. Yeah, yeah. There it is, motion detector. There's something there. <laughs> and dang, be about five squirrels all jumping up and down on it. Setting it off. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, big, that's big, it. We'll see, but biggest thing will be education for people, especially for those that are in well, cities and they need to know. start educating the kids. Yeah, at the lower levels, teach them that it. You don't have to hunt, but don't knock the people that do. Yeah. 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 Oh, and you're a killer. Well. Yeah. I was watching TV, and the guy says. Everything on this earth dies. Yeah. He says, these trees are killers. They kill all the little trees underneath them because they can't get sunlight. Yep. They kill. Even the plants kill. Yeah, Ty said he's wants to l learn a little about trap. And I said, well, you want a water trap? Go ask Bob. <laughs> Bob will show you how to yeah. trap all that. First thing you got to know is you ain't going to make no money. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know who you'd sell to. But, uh, just I don't know if there's anybody around Cadillac or whatever. They don't. If you don't. It's a, it's a lost art. Yeah. To get an animal step in a spot this big around. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think that's part of the reason why I want to learn it, too. Well, Bob, if you want to learn how to beaver trap, otter trap, mink trap, there was Bob's two otter out here the other day. Bob will show you how to do it. I was mostly fox, coon trapper. I get mink once in a while, you know. But <laughs> it's yeah, a difference yeah. between trapping fox and trapping otter and beaver. and It's all different. Mink. It's all different. Yeah, it's Bob's a, different. a better water trapper than me. You got to cover a big area. Like yeah. you said, my brother. His, 50 miles I've, I've seen 50 him miles catch 80 to 100 mink a year, and he'd do that in two weeks' time. But then again, like I say, it costs money. You want to learn how to hobby trap? Yeah, nothing wrong with that. No, that keep people from stealing from you. But it's. Uh, I don't know, most people don't get out in the woods. <laughs> Not like when the prices yeah. were high. You really had to. Well, nowadays, that. you know, you, you knock on somebody's door. Can I go down there? I always just say, Can I set a muskrat trap? Most of them, oh, yeah, you want to catch a muskrat, go ahead. Well, you don't want to crick this wide that deep. There ain't no muskrats. You're after mink, mink but you yep. don't tell them that, yeah. which they wouldn't care to either way. But you say a muskrat, and right away, a rat. Well, yeah, go ahead yeah. and knock yourself out. But uh, nowadays, you can't even get off the road. I mean, I always thought it was 33 feet from the center to the edge. But was, you can't 
It used to be you could set at the Culver's. Yeah. Now you can't. Yeah. What I was told. Mm. So I yeah. So you gotta f- you gotta be careful where you go. Mm. Or you'll be. I mean, it's, they're gonna catch you. They're gonna catch you because you're parked right at every creek. You know, they just gotta. Sooner or later, they're gonna find. Be there you. when you were there. Yeah. yeah. They just gotta drive around. <laughs> Pretty soon, yeah, there's a truck parked here. Yeah, he's trapping. They just sit there and wait for you to walk up out of the brush. And did you see that sign that said no trespassing? <laughs> mm-hmm. We never. It's always better to ask forgiveness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> than ask permission. Because you could never find out who owned it. Yeah, you have to have a plat book with you, and if it was somebody downstate, how do you get a hold of them? It wasn't worth the hassle, yeah. so you just just trapped, just trapped, and or like you say, get on a river and float down it, and as long as you're in the river, they can't do nothing. Yeah. But, no, it's, it's it's all changed. It used to be fun. Yeah. That's why I quit. Fun went right out of it. Yeah. Go out in the first shed there with Dad and. All them coon hunters would come in there, and all those you green. wanted to hear stories, man. <laughs> you get a bunch of coon hunters in there, and it's trouble with the coon hunters, though. They they shoot the coon before the prime. Yes, ninety percent. We called time. them blue coons blue because coon. they were blue when you scraped them down. Yeah, a prime one looks like this. Yeah, the hide was nice and yellow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no they, sense trapping and they, a coon. If it had eyes, they shot it. Yep. And they'd shoot the whole freaking family. family. Yep. But when you're trapping, I'd let the little ones out. Yeah. There, let, the, you know, let them grow. Let it go. Yeah. But they'd go in there. Shoot them all. Because they can't tell by the eyes what's big and which is what. And I guess you find out when they hit the ground. Yeah. Sometimes they know up the tree and they just want to find <laughs> more to shoot at. Yeah. They go out and get 10 or 12 a night and say, whoopee. <laughs> I never started trapping coon until about the 1st of November. Yeah. And I always liked uh, January thaws and stuff. When you get warm in December, they come out of their den, look for food, and they had big, thick hides and mm-hmm. long guard hairs. Yeah, especially the big the boars. Yeah, the big boars. Yeah, I see. Yeah, November 1st. I'd start setting them when I set my mink traps. Yeah. Catch them coming down to the creeks. Yep. Yeah, along <laughs> the cornfields, down to the creek. Yep. But now, there's, I guess there's a few guys around here still trap, but I've seen of them, but I've never seen them to talk to them or anything. But uh, the only traps I set this year, I set three right here in the front yard, and I pulled them. Before I went to Canada, I was going to let the wife run them. <laughs> and so all you got to do is just stand here with a pair of binoculars and you can see all three of them. But was she, Chris used to trap with you, didn't she? She used to go along, right? Yeah. Well, they all did. I'd take all the kids, we'd all go. I used to bring badgers home alive, coyote, and show the kids. Cougars, yeah, cougars. Yeah, cougar, Put it down the basement, send the kid down there to play with it. <laughs> Go get me a bottle of pop, kid. <laughs> <laughs> now, as soon as they get down there, you hit the light so it's dark. And 
let the survivors <laughs> try to get out of there. Mm. Toby's just tail twitched like that, man. He, yeah, get that little one over there. <laughs> Drag him to the carpet. <laughs> yeah. Then your dad had to get rid of him. Didn't he eat the neighbor's dog or something? Yeah, he didn't know. He just killed it. Thought he killed it, but he wasn't sure. He never seen it again. But he had Toby on a leech, leech, and he always carried his gun and and. It was a black dog, is all I can remember. Kind of a lab mix. He was just come running out the driveway, and Dad was walking down the road, and that dog was, and all of a sudden he run right up there, and all of a sudden that was he a said, lie. something ain't right here, and he went like that to stop, but Toby went and grabbed him like pulled that, him in. pulled him right in, and put his whole head in his mouth, and Dad said he hit him with his club there and told him drop it and anyway he said they just he said uh, we just walked away he said that dog was laying there and his hind legs were going like this so he said i don't know if it lived or died <laughs> he said mine was on a leech he liked dogs he liked the ones he grew up with because they played together and he liked the kids because they played together and he just got too big. Nobody could take care of him if they went on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't trust him. You had to get somebody to go in there that knew him. Yeah. Because if you were somebody new, man, you was like a new toy, and he wouldn't let you out of there. <laughs> man, he'd get between you and the door. and Wanted to play. And he wanted to play, buddy, and he'd jump on him and... <laughs> he'd, he'd go round and round with him in there. <laughs> but he never hurt nobody. I don't know, you remember, I don't know, Joe LeCicero, he went to, yeah. Yeah. I put him in there one day and shut the door. <laughs> he said, I knew you was going to do that. And I said, well, why did you step in there? I don't know. <laughs> Toby had his whole shoulder in his mouth, and he was mauling him, and, and Joe was pushing him and trying to get to the door, and the cat would drag him back. And, uh, finally, I felt sorry for Joe, and I went in there and got Toby down, and I said, go ahead and get out. <laughs> That's why I never hunted mountain lion or trapped him. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do I'd, it. I'd look at them and think uh, of Toby. Toby. <laughs> well, it used to be a lot of fun. <laughs> you learned a lot. Dad used to keep him in the first shed. Turn all the monitors on and they'd go down there in the morning to get him and you open that door and you peek. Uh, <laughs> Where there is he? Yeah, Where but he was always up in the rack. Always up in the rack. He was always up high yeah, he, the original death from above <laughs> he'd be up there in the rafters what give him away would be that tail twitching like that you know and then he'd come jumping down <laughs> no that's why anybody come in there he's gonna get them <laughs> they're gonna scream <laughs> he might not hurt him but he's gonna scream when that cat jumps on him yeah wet his pants and scream yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then everything just went downhill from there 
Just like our Whitetails Committee. Yep, yep. You ever hear from Stevie anyway? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he calls. He stops in. He, he'll call you home? Yeah, and then he'll stop. He's a building inspector. Still up in? Down oh, south. Yeah. Manistee or something? Yeah, that's not. Yeah, could be. I got his card with his name on wherever he's from. So, But he's still... Still working on his house. <laughs> Another than that, no. I, have you seen Marie? Them three and God, quite a few years. Yeah, I. <laughs> I seen camp once or twice yeah. in honor, but and I went and I looked him up when when Vern died. I was in Canada or Alaska when Vern died. And I didn't make the funeral or anything. And then I stopped and told him. I said, well, if I'd have been here, I'd have been at there. But I said, I was gone. Like you say, Vern was one of the last deer hunters. Yep. Yeah. He, he could track. But like I say, he learned from his dad. The old Bailey bunch. <laughs> yeah. I don't even see Vern, or not Vern, uh, Bill. I haven't seen Bill in years either. Warren. I haven't seen Warren. See, they're all got to be close to seven. Well, oh, yeah. All the old ones are dying off, just like us. Yep. I just told, told Ty that Grandpa Bailey's rack deer was, what, about 40 years of the Benzie County record till. Every bit of that. Yeah. He shot it in 45. Yeah. And it didn't get... He held it for many a year. Yeah. 40 years or so? Yeah, 40 years or yeah. so. That's a big deer. <laughs> well, everybody was off fighting Germans and Japs, so there yep. was nobody here. Nobody hunting. Nobody hunting. Yep. And that's why he shot it in 45. The war was over, and it was the first... Yep. Hunting season there where people were were back and thing probably was six and a half, seven years old. Yeah. I would think, yeah, six, six seven at least. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, like I say, if they make two and a half, they're doing damn good. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few big ones, though. I keep running into oh, yeah. seeing them. So I don't know if it's, there's more bigger ones around or maybe on this. I think there probably is because a lot of, like I say, if people watch, go by the law, if he's going across two right there, it's hard to see if he's got three on his side. Yeah, that's what And if you've got a great. scope, that's nice. But if you don't, or binoculars, I mean, you, you'll, you're taking a guess. Up in the bluffs, we had to. Kicked a buck, uh, but Mike Ash, he wasn't sure it had three on the side, so he let her go. So yeah. if that was a five point or a six point next year, if it, if it survived right. the year, yeah, it'd be. Yeah. I guess if you look at it, uh, some of your big ones have got to be able to get out and breed the second round. Yeah. When the does come back in. They had to do it in November, then they come back in again in December. December. Yeah, so. Gives them a chance to do some breeding. You should be getting better deer. 
You should, like, say everybody, everybody just shot the first. I mean, if it had horns three inches, As I told you, it I went had, down. Yeah, because if you didn't shoot it, it's going to cross the property line. Somebody else is going to shoot it. going to shoot it. It might be the only buck you see. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you got all those over there. Yeah, that's what happened to all them. And you go down through there, and a lot of them wouldn't be legal. Right. A lot of them are saying, oh, that's a three. I said, dude, just because it's that long, that's, <laughs> no. It's got to be an inch. But some of them right there I took out just because I didn't want them breeding. Yeah, I can see. Oh, my God, I got some down there that are just flat out ugly. <laughs> but you don't want them passing those kind of yeah. genes on. Yeah, so I tell Ty that to get a good buck, you need, Good food, good genetics, age, uh-huh. yep. location, because he's got yeah, he's got to live. <laughs> yeah, got to have a place where he can grow. That big. one right above the center of that window where it says bow. Uh huh. That's an eight point. Yeah. Now, if he was going across right now, right now, I'd look. I'd say, eh, that thing's just a glory. I'd say it's probably a four point. Yep. He ain't worth, you know, no. He ain't legal. That's that's a Michigan. That's a Michigan. Oh hell yeah! First, uh, he's probably a year and a half old deer. You yeah. imagine what he'd be at five years old? Mm-hmm. With the genetics like that? Yeah, he's, yeah. He had. It'd be like that one. <laughs> mm, yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay, maybe not. Like that <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that's a one sixty class bug there, Shelby. <laughs> Okay, maybe I you know, like that one. That's my highest scoring buck. Yeah. Yeah. He only had a couple inches deduction. He's got two points on him on that one. Yeah, one, one side. One beam there. It's uh, was a deduction. Other than that, he he netted like 166, and if I'd have taken a hammer and knocked them two points off. I'd have been awful close to having a booner. I'd have been just an inch or so short. <laughs> but my luck, I'd swing the hammer and knock the, whole thing. <laughs> knock the wrong one off. <laughs> Damn, he went to a 140 quick. <laughs> Guess they got me some more shells and put on there and build him a horn. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, I got four or five horns over there I use for table legs underneath <laughs> of a piece of pine I got from a sawmill, and I put the horns underneath with the points down yeah. and for legs. And there's, oh, I don't know, five, you know, whatever horns there. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking stuff to do, man. I end up, say, I put the plastic out right there, and it was warm in here, and... I just went to work and made this. Yeah. With a skill saw and everything was done. The only power tool was a skill saw. Everything else I did by hand. It's all rough lumber from a sawmill and I let her go. So it happens when you get old and bored. <laughs> Move deer heads around so now I I can shoot 
two more. <laughs> get one yes, right there. there. Yeah, that's what that space is yeah, for. Space there. Yeah, and then that, yeah, you can see where the old one is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just got moved over, and then <laughs> that picture's gonna go bye bye. Yeah. I don't know where I'm gonna put that, but I figure I can get one there. So that's yeah. two. So this time next year I could be done hunting. Yeah. <laughs> I, if I shoot one at Manitoba and one at Saskatchewan, I'm. I'm done. <laughs> Have to move the turkey in the garage and put one over there. Yeah, some of that stuff is going to get moved, all right. Be terminated. <laughs> no, like I say, that's, the kids counted them, and there's 104 or 105. And I know that's there's more that I want. I didn't start keeping this stuff till the 80s. Yeah. 1982, I think. So, yeah. And, uh, I'm always just in awe between you and Jimmy Ames. This life, yeah, lifelong hunting that you guys have done is just yeah. Jim has been hunting in two and a half years. I talked to him the other day. Finally. Yeah, yeah. I talked to him this summer. Went over there and visited with him. And yeah, he. He's he likes deer. He's deer crazy. For me, I like to get out and do more than just deer. I mean, he's yeah. He has shot elk, but I said I said he, yeah, elk, couple bear. Yeah, yeah, a couple bears. Couple yeah. bears, yeah. But yeah, most of my bear all shot with a bow, other than that grizzly there and. One of the black bears I shot with a rifle. But the rest of them were all bow kills. Like he said, now he's too old. I said, that's why I did everything early when I could climb, still the, climb the mountains yep. and sleep on the rocks. Yeah, that's what he told me too. He's like, get out there while you still can. Cause yep. It all changes. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to. I thought about it more than once go back and try it but then like today we were squirrel hunting we went up that last hill man and i'm 15 yards behind of them i couldn't there's 15 and 13. man i said i'm starting to feel it buddy then i got i made it up then it flattened out i was all right but man it's after about a mile I said, this, this is just, i'm getting a little too old for this yeah, I tell you. I'd love to go back and sheep hunt, but I know I can't do it. That's, that's I couldn't climb. I no. could probably sleep up there, all right, because I'd be wore out. <laughs> that's hard hunting. Oh God! They're way up there. They're as far up as you can go. Mm -hmm. That's just like walk that. up that shale, walking in that shale, take a step, slide Slide back, back down. Up. Crawl yeah. with your hands. Yeah, I remember eating blueberries going up. It was so steep. I had my hands like that, and I just leaned forward a little bit and was eating the blueberries <laughs> like a goddamn bear going up the mountain. Man, yeah. I didn't have to pick. I was just eating them off the bush. It was that steep. And I go, yeah. And I said, I'm paying a thousand dollars a day to do this too. Yeah. I said, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> then you know, then I didn't went back about six more times. Almost <laughs> <laughs> got killed in the avalanche. Yeah, yeah, it was. 
It was different. It was different hunting, but it was fun. Living off of freeze-dried food, a little bit of water. Get fogged in, and you just sit there. Fog. We got snowed in. Yeah. Plane couldn't fly. <laughs> Nothing to do. But Nothing to do. Yeah, we were out of food. Yeah. I shot a caribou because I was the only one legally could do it. So I shot a little calf, just so we had some meat. We were down to a package about that long, that wide. Cheese and crackers is all I can remember. <laughs> and we had a couple, a half a loaf of bread and a thing of cheese and crackers. And I shot the caribou so we could at least have some meat because we didn't know how long we were going to be stuck. Yeah, you kind of start worrying. This yeah. could be a few weeks. Yeah, because then we had that other pilot came in. Another guy flew in there and you know, there was another mouth to feed and Oh, yeah, we got up and knocked all the ice off the plane every morning just in case. And <laughs> But part of the game. Yeah. Well, we better get out of your hair, Bob. Oh, yeah. So what are you going to do with all this? This is going to be ended up in the go through and. Edit it. Edit it out a little bit and clean yeah. it a little bit, and then. Now here's two guys just out of prison. This is what they got. <laughs> 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 they had nothing to do but read outdoor magazines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 They, they, they tried playpen, but that didn't work. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta shoot to survive. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> We're gonna go up there below zero. We're gonna date that Sue Atkins up there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's closer to your age. So I'll just go along as backup. <laughs> <laughs> she's a pretty rough woman. I don't oh know. boy, living up there. Yeah, well, just like I told you that outfitter there in Canada this year trying talking about trapping and <laughs> telling them guys catching the link and I was just sitting there just like this and I looked at him and bullshit. Catching the links for the one and a half. One and a half. Uh -huh. I just tried to catch him by the toe and I looked at him and I said, bullshit. Mm -hmm. I said, you use a number four. I Jump said, trap. foot's too big wouldn't even trap go off. That'd be the only thing you might get is a toe or use pad. A hand, get a pad and they pull yeah. right out anyway. Yeah. I said, no, don't give me that. And I said, you probably use a, a herders or, or a whatever. Victor. Yeah. And uh, he said, huh? And he said, you trap? I went out for 60 years, I did. <laughs> Probably so, is a jump trap. Yeah. And he, yeah, he was talking about one and a half jump. And, uh, but a number three. Uh, the ones I always seen, they had fours. Fours, fours is better, yeah. Got the link got that big I know, they foot. had a foot like that. That's why they don't sink in the snow. Yeah, I could never figure out how Bill Bailey trapped those coyotes with. What do you use? I used the number. I always used number two, and he used yeah. like a one and a half or something. I've caught them in one and a half, but I always. I even used twos on Fox. But yeah, so do I. I just use two I, double springs. Bigger, well, yeah. bigger pedal. Yep, that's what I use. Yeah, yeah. 
take and file the dog. But oh, yeah. Then you go, ah, it's right then all of a sudden, snap. God damn it. God damn it. Set it. <laughs> and they got to reset it. It came to this. <laughs> or you're putting the sand over it. <laughs> yeah. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Spitting around. <laughs> take that old, that old, uh, yeah. With that old broom. Mm hmm. And try I had, a, gen- I had a piece of aluminum and I had it bent and, uh, and just brush it nice and yeah. level. Then I carried a pine brow in there and I brush and then <laughs> snap. <laughs> yeah, it oh, really God, light. You know you've got dirt on top of it and you know it just. You just want to cover it. Just cover it. Yeah. Just trying to make it And then look you natural. come back and you see where they go like this. Yeah. All you see is claw marks. They know no, that they, trap yeah. is there. No. Okay. So got their then pole. I set one back about this far, you know, say, ha, ha. <laughs> and you go back next day and you got a skunk. Yeah. And I go, ruin that set. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always get the skunks and the possums first. Get those cleared out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> the old digger fox, man, they know something. They're wise. They've been snapped before. <laughs> yeah. I did that and put two or three traps around, and I went back, and I had the fox, and I was walking up to it, and then, you know, they jump around. Yep. All of a sudden, phew, he's out and running. And I go, God dang, he got out. And I went, I had seven toes out of the three traps. Wow. And, you know, I trapped for that fox for the next two years and never, never got him. don't know what happened to him, but I had seven I'd have turned him loose anyway with seven toes missing. I, he earned it. But, damn, I said, seven toes. You always get one every yeah. now and then. But yeah, them were the days. I used to just love waiting. I'd tell them guys, either lay me off or goodbye. It's, it's trapping no, season coming. It's trapping season, dude. <laughs> I'm leaving, and once in a while they'd talk me into staying until November 1st, but I always used to say October 15th. Uh, trapper, uh, fox season opens yeah. up. And I had that one guy. Yeah, she says, yeah, I suppose if you want to take time to go trap, go ahead. I said, well, can I go sign up for unemployment? And he goes, God damn, <laughs> you want your cake and eat it too? I said, well, Yeah. <laughs> I said, I'll be back. Otherwise, I ain't coming back. <laughs> he said, well, you come back. I said, I will, right after deer season. Well, no, he says, now now you're going for a month? <laughs> <laughs> I says, do I get a raise? <laughs> Hell no. You ain't get <laughs> oh, well, but he always, he always let me go. But he was the only one. The rest of them, I, I quit them. See ya. Mm-hmm. They take a quarter and put it on a trap. And then blind set around it, you know. Oh, yeah. So come down to get that or something and get and squawk and flop. And fox you know, come around try to get that. I used to take, you know, yeah, I used the, the wax paper, you know. Yeah, so trap. did I, yeah. I used to take and bury half of it and leave just about that much of it showing so they come up and see it and then I know they're going to walk, walk around, around it and I'd have the traps all around <laughs> yeah blind set yeah, around there it. ain't nothing there but the wax paper dude just go ahead and do your yeah. thing yeah uh, it was fun you're just trying to outpop them but then half the time you catch something you don't know if it's the one that did it or if it's his neighbor <laughs> or who you know it's 
one of his offsprings, but yep. he always felt, uh, I wonder if that's the one. <laughs> I never got a silver. You ever get a silver? It's cross fox, but never got a silver. Yeah. I seen one once, but when we were rabbit hunting, but I never. He was black. Yeah. Silver with. Yeah, they call him silver. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. We better get. Yeah. Get out of here. So Bob can get on with his day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What day is today? All right. So that's a wrap on that conversation. You know, there's nothing better than getting a couple old hunters in a room together and listen to them tell some stories. Uh, sometimes they're a little unbelievable, but it's always really fun to hear. Now, I'm sure you picked up on kind of the recurring theme of the conversation that, you know, Bob really, really has some concerns about the future of hunting, uh, especially here in the state where the, I guess it goes back to, you know, the time of time of him growing up hunting and hunting as what they remember it you know even with my dad as well you know they kind of talk about it being the good old days but then you can kind of listen to the theme of you know there's a lot of game around um now again in the in the realm of deer hunting there was a lot of deer around but they weren't really good quality deer so i think that's something that they recognize and that you know, they notice that some of the changes and the regulations and how people are hunting these days is making a difference where they are seeing, you know, potentially that there's more bigger deer. But they do have their concerns about, you know, taking too many deer or taking too many out of the herd, essentially. You know, older hunters talk about that for a good number of parties where the mindset was you don't shoot the does. And the idea with that would be is that if you're shooting the does, then you're going to see less deer. But as times have changed and, you know, even myself looking at some of the research and listening to some of the deer experts these days, you know, you do need to be able to balance that herd out. So in regards to, you know, the universal doe tags and how many they've opened up, overall, I think it's a good thing that they're, you know, wanting to cut down on some of the doe population. It's kind of the idea of, you know, just because you have a lot of deer doesn't mean you have a lot of healthy deer. So by cutting back some of those populations, you know, is improving on the capability for the habitat to be able to hold those deer numbers. And then again, as we jump into, you know, disease with CWD. Now, again, getting back to the universal doe tag, you know, it, it is beneficial to help people to be able to go out there and harvest, you know, doe population. You know, even within the National Deer Association's report, you know, they, they've made note of keeping track of those deer numbers and harvest rates, and they're noticing that uh, the percentage of does being harvested, you know, even with our state, you know, they notice that a lot of people are getting better at killing bucks, and they're not shooting as many does trying to fill those freezers. So they're starting to see an influx of does in comparison to the number of bucks that are on the landscape, and they're trying to balance that back out. Now I do, I do have a concern about the universal doe tags. Now it is nice to be able to, especially in an area where I hunt, where I hunt pretty close to some, you know, county lines, and it's nice to be able to be able to jump back and forth on those county lines and not have to worry about, you know, what where I'm exactly at um, in regards to those lines when I'm hunting. But I do see a concern with, you know, there's areas where there's 
an overabundance of deer. And then there's areas where it's very hard to find deer. So you're kind of leaving it up to the hunters of those areas not to overdo it on those populations of deer uh, that need a little bit more help or need to be built up a little bit. In comparison to those other areas that have more than enough deer, you know, you can harvest a good number of deer, but those deer numbers are so large that it won't take, you know, but a season or two to really bring those deer populations back up into where it's potentially, you know, overpopulated again. And then lastly, you know, he's, you know, he's worried about uh, hunting for the future. Now I am, you know, optimistic in the sense that, you know, there's a lot better education out there, a lot more information for individuals, um, hunting and non-hunting alike. And I think that's one of the big keys to ensuring that hunting and, you know, everything that comes along with it is maintained and enhanced to where it could even be potentially better where, you know, there is a growing population that's non-hunting that doesn't really understand it. And it's up to us are in, in the hunting world to present a good picture and to educate those that aren't familiar with hunting or why it's necessary or, you know, managing animal populations. You know, the work that hunting and fishing and whatnot contributes to conserving, you know, our natural resources. So with this conversation, you know, it does reinforce to me that, you know, when given the opportunity, we need to make sure we share good information, not only just for to fellow hunters, but also those in the non-hunting realm, which actually brings me to a, uh, a side note or another thing that really can really coincides with this. So I was just recently uh, sent a link from the DNR that they're looking for basically feedback on their updated wolf management plan for the state. You know, having read through it, you know, they brought up a really interesting point where they did a, um, basically a survey of the basically should wolves be considered or made as a game species for the state. And they basically had a map of how that voting went down. And it was, you know, you could clearly see the line between those in the rural areas were far more in favor of having wolves a game species and those in the more urban areas were far against it. And that disconnect, you know, was really eye-opening that that us here in, you know, in the smaller minority of the hunting world, we need to make sure our voices are heard when it comes to policymaking and regulations. You know, we are the ones that are, you know, far more hands-on with, you know, with nature and with these game species that we need to make sure that when they start you know, looking into new procedures or regulations, you know, those that those regulations affect most that we need to make sure that they know what our opinion is on those regulations. Otherwise, they're just going to rely on what they hear from those that may not be as be affected by those decisions as much. So really, just to wrap it up, you know, from this conversation, it's really a kind of a reminder of how hunting has been in the past and how if we're not careful it can well I guess I'll say it could be taken away from us and if we're not careful we may look back you know 10-20 years from now and wonder what happened so with that uh, I am going to share the link for that wolf management plan and the survey so if you are interested in looking to see what the state has in, has planned for their management plan going forward I highly encourage you make sure you read through the plan before you take the survey because they're going to ask you very um, direct questions about certain aspects of that management plan on how 
if whether or not you agree with that you know going forward or not so do make sure you read through it, it does have some very good information and then make sure you fill out the survey and be honest with it so that's it for this episode i do hope you took something out of it enjoyed some of the stories uh, i told you that one uh, about the mountain lion is pretty unbelievable but it was fun to hear and then let's listen to um, some of the old hunting stories and just some of his experiences he's had um, throughout his life uh, it's always fun hearing about those stuff so so that's it you know get out there and again as always be safe and have fun <laughs>